a special NYCFC views from Red Bull Arena in Harrison, New Jersey, where New York City has dropped a 1-0 decision to Red Bull New York in the League's Cup. We've got it all for you here. We're going to recap. I'm Glenn Crooks. He's Roberto Abramowitz. It's NYCFC views. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast. NYCFC Views. Collins approaches the shot. And New York City wins the first MLS Cup on their first try. And they're going crazy. The sickest New York City FC podcast. It's going to be sick. And there it is, Red Bull Arena. And that was the site of uh, a 5-0 win over Toronto in the last group stage game for New York City FC, which uh, elevated them to the round of 32 against the New York Red Bulls, who uh, on a penalty in the 31st minute from Omir Fernandez defeated New York City 1-0 on a Thursday night, one of six games in the League's Cup. So New York City winners of an MLS Cup. Red Bull New York has never won an MLS Cup, but New York City will not win their first League's Cup as they were eliminated tonight. And I'm Glenn Crooks. Here's Roberto Abramowitz, NYCFC Views, and uh, we're happy to be uh, here at the stadium post game where we're uh, giving you, uh, I, I suppose it's, they, they call this immediate reaction. or you know, what, 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 It what, is. You know, and so what's your immediate reaction, Roberto? That New York City comes out as empty as the stadium is right now. And for the fourth time, so here's a bunch of things, okay, as far as stats are concerned, and, and this is troubling. Here we go, all right? All right? New York City has faced the Red Bulls four times in elimination games. They're 0 for 4. Right. They're Three 0, U.S. Open Cup. And, then and, this. and now this. And so they're all so they've, they've never met in the MLS Cup playoffs, which is yeah. regrettable, regrettable that uh, that hasn't happened. Now, of but. course, all the games have been here. All yeah. right? So, yeah. you know, give, give home field whatever it is. If it's Yankee Stadium, maybe it's a different ballgame. Yeah. But that, those are the facts. Also, New York City has played in the last six games that they play the Red Bulls. Every game that they've lost, which has been one, minus one, because last week they beat, uh, they well, not last week, last year, here, they beat the Red Bulls one nothing, if you remember that. But yeah. then, then after that, I mean, every game that they've played, aside from that, they haven't scored a goal. And here we go again, they didn't score a goal either. So the last five games, their five, last five losses, no goals for New York City. Well, it's nuts. It's that game, just nuts. The thing about that game last year, and I, I, I recall it quite clear, we, we, we recall a, a couple of games in this series quite clearly where New York City got victories. Number one, Dome Toronto in 2019 saying, uh, we're going to play direct football. Uh, we're not going to play our normal style, and we're going to uh, deal with what they give us. And and New York City was successful with that for a match under Dome. That was his decision tactically. Last year, the decision tactically was to solve the pressure with the way the City Football Group wants all 13 of their satellite clubs to play, starting with Manchester City and working it down to whatever you think is the uh, last-rated club uh, in the City Football Group. And uh, New York City was successful with that. The same mentality today or the same game plan today, uh, it did not work. Red Bull New York... 
their um, their way, their game plan uh, outdid New York City's game plan. I mean, it's it's simple that way. Uh, it, it's because you, you you look back at quality chances, and that was one of the issues earlier in the year when mm-hmm. they lost one nil. Right. Uh, it was only six shots and only one on goal. Uh, tonight. Uh, the, the final total. Uh, I'll, tell, I'll give this to you in a second. Well, I have them here. The shots on goal. Well, the, the, the first two shots of the first half and the only two shots of the first half were blocked. Yeah. So and then it went from there. And we know that the Bakrar got walked in once and, and hit a weak shot on goal. Keaton Parks had that late deflection uh, off a nice service from Magno on the left. Mm-hmm. And uh, Tavon Gray walked in on a nice through ball from Parks and uh, couldn't beat Coronel. On the near post side, that was it. Yeah, uh, that's it. Seven shots for both teams. Seven and seven. Yeah. New York City three shots on goal. Red Bulls three shots on goal. One of them went in because it was a penalty kick. Yep. That's uh, usually then, the high, I mean, that's the highest percentage shot in soccer. Eighty yeah. percent of penalty kicks get converted. Uh, so yeah. it's uh, you know, and Fernandez now has the game winning goal in both matches this year, all competitions. He scored He's in the run of play uh, in, in the seventy six. The guy the first from the Bronx year. killed the team that's originally from the Bronx. That's right, and so it's uh, it's it's a highly disappointing loss. Uh, I think uh, not just because of the defeat, but the fact that you're coming off a five 0 win over Toronto, and I think this uh, this lends itself to the understanding of. Uh, who and what Toronto FC is, you know, my post game <laughs> comment was if there were pro re- relegation, they'd be in the USL championship, you know, following this season or following that game. Canadian uh, league. And uh, <laughs> maybe, yeah. Uh, and good, some good quality goals against, but, uh, but let's, t- let's talk imposing their style, the New York Red Bulls. So they do. here's uh, uh, my broadcast partner, Matty Lawrence. Here's what he said. And then you can tell me what Ariel thought. The, it, it was just a matter of the Red Bulls. No, he called a professional. They, and and Maddie is a, a former central defender, and he loves to give it to the opponent, and he has no issues with the way the Red Bulls play. I, I certainly do because I don't enjoy watching games like this. I just I don't enjoy it. So call me whatever you want. I just don't enjoy it. I would not pay for an Apple subscription to watch the New York Red Bulls. I wouldn't. But let's face it. I mean, and here at Red Bull Arena now, twelve two and two lifetime. Yeah. But they imposed their twenty four fouls, and only three of them were in areas where New York City maybe had a chance to either score directly or, or put it in a real That's dangerous a, uh, spot. But this so, is a situation, yeah. Glenn. But I'm, okay, but, but, you you know that against this team, okay, you're not going to get the chances that you had against Toronto, or you're not going to have the chance that you get against any other team in this league. So you have to be, when you get these opportunities, you've got to be deadly with them, all right? That's the reason Bakarar is here. They brought in a, you know, a legit center forward, okay? He had a legit chance, and he just gave it right to the goalie. And you can't do that, not against this team. You, you just aren't going to get those type of opportunities, especially here. And, and, you know, you play at Yankee Stadium or City Field, yeah. you know, different story. But here, you better be clinical. You've got to finish these opportunities. And that's the issue that New York City had is because they created a few, but you have better be deadly on them. And they weren't. And sure enough, they get one real good chance. And it was really like the only real good chance. And there's a foul in a penalty area by James Sands against Luquinez. And Omir Fernandez converts it and ball game over, sadly. 
We yeah. didn't know it. It was the 31st minute. But in a way, in the back of your mind, didn't you say, uh-oh, here we go again? Because New York City does not have a win all year long when they allow the first goal. I don't have a win. Well, that goes uh, along with the uh, the lack of uh, the uh, the scoring touch or the finishing touch or the creation touch. All right, we have some quotes from uh, from Nick Cushing from his post game presser compiled by uh, Chris Sakonis, who is uh, one of my uh, partners on the uh, NYCFC broadcast English version. And uh, first, uh, thoughts on the nature of the game, and then we'll respond to each one here, uh, Roberto. I think. We know the nature of this game, and there's two ways we can play it. We can control the chaos with our play, or we can join it and fight. And I didn't think we did either in the first half. We have to be better with the ball. We had maybe two, three opportunities, but I think we got to, we've got to fight harder. So it's interesting. You've got to, you've got to do one or the other. Uh, I don't see why you can't blend the two if you're, you know, if you're very good at what you do. Uh, but uh, the fight, um, I, I think, was uh, you'd, you'd have to uh, you'd have to give it to the Red Bulls. Yeah, I mean, it's I'm not, not... A, it's not so much effort. No, it's just uh, uh, and you have these young homegrowns on either side, Cam Harper and John Tolkien on either side of the back line, and uh, they're good young players. And uh, you know, I, I don't want to use impose their will to the point where it becomes this hackneyed phrase on NYCFC views for this particular segment <laughs> and episode. But that, that to me, um, it, it just, they got under the skin of New York city. Keaton parks was exhausted by the end of the game again. Uh, and, uh, just forced to work so hard box to box. And that last opportunity, you know, he, he, he redirected that uh, he service do. and he just could, but it looked like, it, it, it was just exhaustion set in. You I think know, it, was could, re- it was just re- the ball came in really quick, and all he could do was react and deflect and pray. Uh, but uh, sadly for him, the goalie was in a good position, and uh, Coronel was just able to gobble it up easily. And uh, with that, it ended. So let me ask you a couple of questions because you're the coach here, and uh, this is your area. So first, let me just say that New York City won 52% of the duels. They won 51% of the ground duels, and they won 53% of the aerial duels. So all of that was sort of even, even though Nick didn't feel that New York City did as well on that. They sort of did, but it didn't really bear out anything as far as the game is concerned. Um, This is a did it take... Go Nick, ahead. Ask the long, question. So here we go. Did it take too long for Nick to make to make a change? I mean, I I, I know that you don't you're not going to go and and make lineup changes uh, at before halftime, right? But the way the team was was structured and how they were attacking or trying to come out, it just didn't seem to work. And you know how you say you keep on trying the same thing again over and over, you're going to get the same result. And that's what it seemed that was happening. And well, they changed the shape at halftime. Yeah, that's Hat at came halftime. In and, but why and, did it have to take to halftime when we could see after 25 minutes it wasn't working, after 30 minutes it wasn't working, after 35 minutes it wasn't working, and here we go. Why couldn't he make some sort of an adjustment before that? I'm asking you because I don't. I, I really seriously don't know. I'm I think, asking. This. I think what you uh, uh, when you. Uh, when you look out onto the field as a coach and you can see players make the adjustments along the way based on the way they're trained and taught the game, like you players can make adjustments during the course of a game. You, I, 
do you want to go to three at the back before the end of the half? Absolutely not. I don't think you want to do that. Are you going to make personnel changes? Maybe you wait till halftime because Which is uh, what you he did. Uh, so it's up to the players really to alter the path of what's going on. It, it really is. And do you need uh, Matt Freeze to recognize when to play a more direct ball or rather than build? And there was a moment in the game where it was obvious on a goal kick or on a, on a free kick just outside of the area, deep in their own end, that Tiago Martins, the, the setup was to build out of the back through the keeper, and Matt Freeze wanted no part of it. He didn't want the ball. Yeah, Martins started yelling at him, and yeah. then there was a corner kick that they wound up giving up. Yeah. And then at that point, Chano came in. Exchange, yeah. yeah, Chano came in and said, okay, calm down, calm down. Everything's going to be fine, yeah. and high-fived him. Yeah. And, and then Martins came in, and then ripped him a new one. <laughs> so we're not sure what was happening there, other than Matt Freeze didn't want the ball. So that, that's an interesting choice of Matt Freeze instead of Luis Barraza in this game. We know Barraza. There were a couple of struggles in the previous matches. Freeze got a clean sheet against Toronto FC. That's not something that, you know, there's going to be no award for that. He's not going to put it on his mantle at home that he got a clean sheet against Toronto. Not that Toronto team. Mm -hmm. But you've got a team that's going, you want to build out for the keeper. And you've got a team that you know is going to put pressure on you. Uh, The guy who's better with distribution and with his feet by a pretty significant margin right now is Luis Barraza. So I think, you know, looking, you know, if you're going to do the uh, Friday morning quarterbacking as we approach Friday morning, yes, uh, that might be that might be one of the things that uh, that you look at as well. So they changed the shape. So here's his next comment. This is Nick Cushing, uh, head coach of New York City, uh, postgame remarks. Uh, we were uh, and uh, talking about the change from four, a four back system to three back. We were turning the ball over too much. We played a game that Red Bull wanted in the first half. So I changed the system to try to give us the opportunity to have more of the ball. And I wanted the team in the moments when we brought them to be more direct. And we did that in the game, and we got two looks from it. But I just don't think we had good enough individual performance tonight to, uh, to really stamp our identity on the game. So I agree. Yeah. I agree. And, and you got to, you know, you can't, you can blame systems and you can blame coaches for a lot. But then again, the guys on the field are the ones who have to perform and, and do this. They've got to win their one-on-one battles. They've got to be in the right position. They've got to be able to, if they're going to, you know, if they're going to pass a through ball, don't hit it too hard where the ball is just going to go out of bounds. It was just too many imprecisions by New York City today. You know what I'm concerned about a little bit? And I don't know if you, if you agree on this or not. James Sands just doesn't look but when he has the ball, he just doesn't look as comfortable as he did at the beginning of the season. And as well as I remember, I always thought he was really good on the ball. But today, it again, and it's and it's been lately, there's a lot of small imprecisions, passes that don't go where they're supposed to go, or losing the ball in a bad situation, in a bad place. And they're yeah. just a little bit off of what I expect of him, which is always expecting something very good out of James Sands. I don't know how, you're, how you saw yeah, it and I, how you call it on the broadcast, no, but I, something's off. Yeah, no, he didn't have a particularly good game. I don't see this as a, a, a try. He didn't play the last game due to a concussion. He was involved in the Atlas game, came back after he had the head injury. Uh, so I'm not rem- remembering specifically the Atlas game, but tonight uh, he struggled and not just uh, delivering the penalty punch where uh, Lucinius went down, uh, Sands committing the foul, and and Omir Fernandez connecting. Uh, you know, so that's that's 
that's a difficult moment for Sands yes, too. But no, sure. but but the overall game, uh, he's still he's still winning things. Yep. He he and Parks are, are working pretty well together. But yeah, I, I think there there's a there's a lack of precision there. Uh, but there there's still a there's still a calmness to him that that I I, I really like. And uh, we are at Red Bull Arena. I'm Glenn Crooks along with Roberto, R- Roberto Abramowitz on NYCFC View. Sammy, yeah, show that establishing shot so that everybody knows we're. We're not lying. Yep, there it is. We are here. Uh, if uh, I, I, you can't see off to the right, but the it did rain earlier tonight. But now we have a what a, a three quarter moon that's out. It rained. It's a sort of an orangey, yeah, a downpour. Where? Here. Oh, uh, I totally at missed the start it. of the second half. Yeah. At the start of the second half, yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I that's totally what it was. didn't notice it at all. Yeah. We're, we're, we're under a nice roof, I have to say. If I didn't <laughs> notice it at all, well, it's, it's, but, but the, the, the moon is stunning, by the yeah, way. Oh is. my god, it's well, like orange, it's just gorgeous. I wonder if I can uh keep it there, Samuel. Let me see if I can actually. No, point the moon's it up never there. gonna know. It's it won't never show up work. on the iPhone. No, it never I does. I spent a lot of money for that iPhone. Yeah. Are you telling me it won't pick up the moon? Well, go try it. No, I'm not gonna try. It never works on the iPhone. All right, let me let I'm I'm going back here to James Sands, okay? Here we go. Uh, ground duel ones four out of seven. Uh, aerial duels one one out of three. Was fouled once. Fouls committed one, and that was a costly one. Uh, he had five recoveries. Dribble pass one. Uh, he won two out of three tackles. Uh, he was dispossessed once. Accurate long balls five out of ten. Passes into the final third five. Sixty-two touches, one block shot, and that was like after he, he had a good opportunity that I thought. He might have a he have a chance to score. Accurate passes, 75, 40 out of 53. That's James Sands' personal numbers for this evening. All right. Well, a lot of balls played forward. And uh, another halftime adjustment quote from uh, Nick Cushing, uh, courtesy of Chris Sakonis. Thank you, Chris. Uh, on bringing on uh, Matias Pellegrini and Justin Hack. I went to three at the back uh, just to try to overload the first line to try and take away that first line of pressure or to bring another one of the Red Bull guys so that we could open spaces for Munsef and open spaces for Santi. I thought we started to get ourselves in the game. Uh, there was one wonderful ball played to uh, Bakrar, Mm-hmm. What a, that was it was over his right shoulder and he received it so gently. But Andreas Reyes, uh, uh, Andres Reyes uh, had a wonderful night at the back. Yes, uh, and uh, is another you know Endom is not near the quality Endom was oh, playing no. against San Luis, and then Reyes came in late. He's been injured, so this yeah. was a uh, this was big for the Red Bulls to have him in the back next to oh, Nick, for Nilas. Sure. They're, they're both the uh, they're both tough center backs. They, they are, but here's the thing, Bakrar. As he, as he's approaching, and he and he's got a shot. So I I understand him wanting to take a shot. You want you know you want your center forwards taking a shot. I get that, but he had Matias Pellegrini so wide open on the right side. Yeah, yep. he had so wide. Oh, open. On the, no, I'm, that's the that's a different play. Oh, that's, that's a different where, one. All that's right. where he walked into the box on the left. Yeah, yes. and then yeah. and then opened up his body, and then just got nothing on the got shot. Nothing on you it. You know, if you're going to go in, you have to drive with the left. That's what uh, my analyst thought, and I I, I I thought the same way. But yes, Pellegrini was also wide open on the right. Yeah, yep. and, he, and, he, and he probably should have passed the ball. But look, it, you're paying him to take shots, so I, I don't have that much of a problem with it. I just wish that he had shot better, and maybe we're having a different discussion at this point. Yep. Uh, then uh, the long layoff. Uh, this is a postgame from Nick Cushing again. Uh, I think the long layoff will be really positive for us, purely based on the amount of players that we're adding to the group. Uh, we know that Julian uh, Fernandez was not available tonight. 
Uh, Burke Reese is not available. Neither one of them are in the country yet. Uh, they're still working on their paperwork. Uh, Maxi Morales, uh, it, uh, you know, the, all reports are that it's very close to being a done deal. So uh, he's coming back into the fray. So the group will look different. This is Cushing again. We said all along that we're going to strengthen the group, and hopefully we can work uh, for Burke really quickly. Andres will be ready to play now that the League's Cup is finished. I forgot about Andres uh, Perea, who yes. uh, was obtained on loan from Philadelphia. And Munsef will have more training, and hopefully this is all about the break. So, right. But he's, also he's remember to... that there's also supposedly, and this has not been confirmed yet, but Alonso Martinez, the Costa Rican, he's supposed to come in, and then, well, Maxi is supposed to be really close yeah. to, for yeah. that to happen. Yeah. So um, A lot of new faces. And, a but, lot. Uh, the challenge is you have ten games left. Uh, maybe it is important this break if you can get them in. They're not. They're not in yet. So this is the, you know, this is the issue, and it's something I asked Nick on the pregame show, which uh, you heard on the N- uh, New York City FC Network, uh, part of our live commentary, uh, and it's before every game, and you shouldn't miss it if you're a New York City supporter because a lot of stuff comes out of that. I tried to put clips up. I tried to do everything I can, you know. And now we have a podcast here. Maybe we could share yeah. a little bit more of this too, uh, Roberto. But well, maybe. But he he talked about the fact that he has to go through the process. He has to get a work visa every year. He's on a one year work visa. Mm-hmm. He has to go back to the U.S. Embassy in England, and you know, uh, if, if anything yeah. happens there, you know, he could be delayed in his return. Uh, although that's worked pretty smoothly, but it depends on the country. Yeah, and, all that. Know, but uh, the, the U.S. State Department, you know that controls the embassies and all that yeah they're, they're, they're sort of short of people and so for instance i've had friends in mexico who normally could get a visa within a couple of weeks or whatever yeah. and uh they had appointments to get a visa to come to the united states that were a year out wow a year out and then they kept on saying well wait for other people to cancel and yeah it went from may to 2023 and then she finally got her visa in um when was it in December? She got out of December. I mean, it's just like nuts. She had to wait seven months. To, it was to renew a visa. It wasn't even an old, it wasn't even a new wow. visa. It was just to renew it. And yeah. that's just because they just don't have enough people. So uh, a lot these things take a hell of a lot of time, depending on the country that that you're in. Yeah. So uh, Nick Cushing and uh, the rest of the team await the arrivals of some fresh blood. And the question will be, you know. Is there enough time? You have 10 games left. You're in 13th place. You're four points out of a playoff position, but with several teams ahead of you, including the New York Red Bulls. You have 10 games left. Seven of them are at home. And the, the going narrative, uh, Roberto, no no one on the staff is saying this, uh, but, you know, all the uh, analysts and the geeks and everybody's trying to, to figure out, you know, what does New York City need to do in order to qualify for the playoffs? Past positioning, past points that were necessary. And the the, uh, the going chat is to win seven out of ten. And if that indeed is what New York City needs to do in order to qualify for the playoffs, that's a tough one. They've won two of their last 18 games. But, you know, this you, to, league, say that, uh, to say they're going to win seven games of their final ten when they're struggling to win games for this long a period of time, mm-hmm. I know there's, there's players coming in, but you've got to integrate them. Yeah. It's not, it's not, it's not going to be magic from the start. So okay, so he, so there's this right. So how many of the games? Are the, I'm not are trying there? to be a pessimist. I'm no, just trying no, to be no, a realist. I, I get it, I'm trying he, to be real on this. Okay. But also, most of the games that they're playing are at home. So, I, so you were yeah. listening. I seven out of ten. ten. Right. Exactly. 
So that's most of the games. Yeah, seven yeah, out so, of ten. Okay, so you would expect, although that's they the haven't played well. second time you didn't hear what I no, said. No, no, I ahead. did hear it, but I'm just saying most of the games are at home. So I'm trying to make my point that it's easier to win points at home than it is to win points on, on, on the road. So absolutely. that they absolutely have in their favor. What they don't have in their favor is the fact that they've played 24 games and uh, Charlotte has played 23. The Red Bulls have played 23. Montreal has played 23. DC 24. Chicago 23. Atlanta 24. So those are the you know the guys that are close enough points wise that they have a shot at uh, being able to catch. So um, you know, and they also have to worry about this Inter Miami team that although they only have 18 points, they have this messy guy. Turns out he's pretty good. And he sort of changes the team. September 30th. Yeah. Should that be kicking it around? We'll go to uh, Messi last night. So he's now got five goals and two assists in 204 minutes. Uh, of play. Mm, that's, that's, that's all right, man. Well, but see, I, what, I like what Orlando did last night, okay? I, I like because all of a sudden, Cruz Azul played very deferential to him when he came in. I mean, Atlanta. Atlanta put yeah. a, you know, thought like he was porcelain and that he was going to break and yeah. they were going to get kicked out of the league if they came no. close to him. Not they were brutal. Say. I mean, that was awful. Orlando yeah. came in and said, oh, yeah? I know. Forget it. I know. Araujo, Cesar Araujo? I don't care. He's human. I'm going after him. And he went after him all game long. And uh, it was nice to see that, although two of the goals that, that, that he scored, he's just wide open in the box. I mean, the, just wide open. Robert Taylor is turning into – Robert Taylor's value, okay, is now like at least doubled, if not more, because all of a sudden he's got good players to play with, and he's all of a sudden he's – like, he's like Angel Di Maria all of a sudden. Like, what the heck? He's the same player. It's it's it is the players around him, but that's what great players do, right? Yeah, they make they, the players they make everybody better, else better. Better uh, uh, around. So them. they're going to be tough, but they they still have defensive issues. Of course, Jordi Alba now comes in, so that sort of helps them out. And uh, he played last night. But I want to. Are we going to kicking it around already? Are we kicking it around? Yeah, we're going to kick it around. All right, because so we're going to short. But uh, the thing I want to say about Matt, I'm trying to remember who made this comment, but they said like a you know a draft pick out of Notre Dame is not going to care about playing against Lionel Messi. He's just going to go out and try to clobber him. And, uh-huh. uh, you know, that's the uh, the Orlando City way. Felipe uh, challenging him, which yeah. was interesting. Well, that's Felipe. And, you know, and uh, we, uh, Felipe of Red Bull fame. He and yeah. uh, Patrick Vieira going at it in the, uh, in the tunnel after one game. Um, that was reportedly that occurred, but uh, enough people saw it, so I'm pretty sure that. That it did. Uh, what, what are you looking at? Oh, what I'm looking at is the uh, <laughs> Liga MX is having a nightmare. All right. I mean, I, I, I still think that a Liga MX team is going to win this. But as of now, you know, all the smaller Liga MX and then some of the bigger ones are, are, are just exiting on the, on the first I, shot. I see the shade. What they do uh, on uh, Fop Mob is they shade the team that loses in penalties. So Atlas out. Cruz Azul out. They lost to Charlotte. Charlotte was playing at home in Texas. They were playing in Frisco in Toyota Stadium. And Charlotte beat. I mean, I would have to think that Tuca Ferretti is in big trouble, although I wouldn't. You know, I think he's a great coach, but uh, he's in trouble. New England beat Atlas in penalty kicks. Now, in that game, all right, uh, they got early goals by uh, Mateo Garcia in the eighth minute and Jordi Caicedo, who's their big signing, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. replacing Quinones. They were up 2 nothing, 2 nothing after 11 minutes. But then Gustavo Bow in the 30th and made it 2-1. to one, And then Gustavo Bow again 
tied it after he missed a penalty. So I guess he put in the rebound. I haven't seen the goals. And then after that, in the penalty shootout, they, they, they were able to prevail. And it was 8-7 uh, in penalties. Andrew Farrell with the, uh, with the last goal. New England did not miss a penalty kick. And um, Atlas only missed one. Jose Abella hit the post. Interesting thing about New England, okay? Yeah. Jordi Petrovic, who's like world-class goalie. He really is, okay? He wanted to be transferred out. There's been a lot of offers for him to go to play the championship. And he wanted out. He's like, I want to go. But they didn't trade him. They didn't sell him. So he's probably losing money like that. So he was training on the side all week. Then they have the Bruce Arena issue. And so he's not. He uh, wasn't training on the side all week, though, because uh, Carlos Heel in the presser yesterday or two days ago, it was yesterday, I'm pretty sure, uh, said that uh, said he had a normal training week. This is the captain of the team. So I don't know. You know, I don't know where uh, what you heard. But did Earl Edwards play the game tonight? He played the game tonight. There you go. Well, one thing that Richie Williams said, who he did the presser because Bruce Arena is on administrative leave, uh, is uh, he said, well, we haven't made the lineup out yet. We're trying to sort out things with Georgie. Uh, we will uh, we'll let you know. You'll find out tomorrow who's playing. Uh, Earl Edwards, uh, who I know quite well, I coached his sister, Jasmine Edwards, at Rutgers University, and I'm very happy for him. He He's kind of turned into a journeyman, but he's made a career out of it. And uh, what a great moment for him. I am so, so very happy. And I'm I happy for him. Here's why I'm really happy for him. Because the last time I remember Edwards playing, and maybe he's played since, and I just don't remember because I don't follow New England every single game. But uh, he played against Pumas in Champions League. And that was a game where, first of all, they won 3 nothing at home in Gillette. And then they went to Mexico and they, the bed. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, they and they Pumas tied it three nothing, uh, three three, and they went to penalty kicks, and the Pumas won in penalty kicks, and New England got eliminated, which was brutal because they never should have been eliminated. I think and, the story, uh, that, and that's that, what happened that, there. That's that's neat. I think the story of the night, though, is this. Okay, Daniel Gazdag missing a penalty kick. Absolutely, sixteen <laughs> for sixteen in his career. With uh, Philadelphia, and he misses the first kick. Yeah. But Baizo converts the fifth, and uh, there were two misses. In yeah, there two for, misses. Uh, um, Durkin and uh, Santos. So uh, uh, on the DC United side. So Philadelphia yep. advances on penalties. That's who New York City would have played next. It would have been in Chester, Pennsylvania, but it's not going to happen now. It's going to be the New York Red, Red Bulls. Bulls. Who, ho- who hosts that one? Oh, Philadelphia. So, oh, okay. Red well, Bulls won their division, though. Uh, yeah, but af- after this after this round, it just goes to who had the better standings, and what? so it's Philadelphia. Oh, standings uh, in the league. In the league, oh, yeah, oh, okay. last year. So, wow. Uh, wow. so right. it's based on last year's standings. So Philadelphia, okay. so New York City, by the way, would have had like the fourth best record of the teams that were left, and so I mean, they could have been hosting some games, although they wouldn't have been hosting next week. So it's going to be the Red Bulls traveling there. Most likely Monday will be that game because those games are going to be two, are going to be Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Next week, six, seven, and eight of August. So that's when that's going to be. All right. right. So, uh, what else do we have to say? So, New York City now has a lot of time to get their act together for the uh, for the stretch run. We get some time off too, I guess, from uh, rest our voices. What 
not getting between podcasts that we have. So we've got this podcast. Well, I'm doing twice a week. You've got your show on SiriusXM. I have my shows in Spanish and Especialistas del Deporte. So they're going to be happy to have me back for Wednesdays doing NFL now. And uh, on Mondays, I do uh, Liga MX and MLS on Especialistas del Deporte. That's in Spanish. Well, that should be a popular show now since they're going at it against each other for the it's entire month. It's been very so, popular. So, yeah. We had a great discussion with Eric Gomez last week. He's been uh, he's been filling in for Veronica Rodriguez, who's been working for Telemundo, uh, doing Sona Mixta during while they're doing the World Cup, and uh, she's doing great. And uh, and you to, met Vero, right? You met her in Orlando, yeah. Yes. yeah. And uh, the World Cup, uh, just some amazing stories. Morocco. Uh, Losing to Germany 6-0 this is the Women's World Cup. Uh, I, I met somebody today who started talking about the World Cup, and, and the person on the other end of the uh, of the conversation said, like, oh, that was, that was in Qatar. What are you talking about? No, no, we're talking about the World Cup now. The women are playing in New Zealand I like Australia. the way you just said the World Cup and not the Women's World Cup. Yeah, uh, I, seriously, I'm, I'm, I'm totally well, I call on it the world. I call it the World Cup and the Men's World Cup. I go the other way. Uh, well, that's not right <laughs> yeah, either, yeah, mind you. It well, just should be the World Cup. Yeah. Which one? Well, the one that's being played now. It is the World Cup. So Morocco gets in uh, for the first time. Uh, they lost to Germany 6-0, but they come back, and the Germans are eliminated today for the first time ever that they haven't gotten out of the group stage. And well, uh, they, they, they tie Korea, right? Yeah, they, they, they're, they're out. They're done. So <laughs> they're, they're uh, not, uh, not in the round of 16. And uh, Jamaica uh, made it. Yes. And, and that's a wonderful story for it's a amazing. lot of different reasons. So one of the reasons they're even in the country being able to compete the World Cup was they created a GoFundMe page. They, they, needed, they needed help. But financially, Bob Marley's uh, daughter, uh, um, Stepped Celia, up. She, Celia, she um, she helped as well, and and they got over. And uh, I I communicate with a number of people. I, I if I get uh, these two together, we'll play some clips on NYCFC views in the kicking it around segment. But I'm trying to get the Swaby sisters. One I recruited to Rutgers, Chantel and Allison, who went to Boston College. You got sisters who started the back central defense That's next to each good. other uh, in Jamaica, and they'll and they'll, so, they'll be able to tell us about the trials and tribulations of that group, who uh, you know wonder when they're going to get their next paycheck. But here's what the, the final thing I want to say, Roberto. And then we should uh, we should close this is that FIFA came through for the first time. It, $30,000 to each player for just going to the World Cup. Mm-hmm. All the players, Good. every team. Then now it then it's another 30 for uh getting out of the uh group stage. So these Jamaican girls, uh these Nigerian women, Randy Walder, an American coach who I used to coach against in the Big East, a great friend of mine who uh has Nigeria through. They're going to play England. That's their next match. Oh. But these girls are all getting individually $60,000 each. And to explain, I'm, I don't know if you have to explain, but how life changing that it is. It makes a big difference for, for so many of them. And uh, so these are there, there's many wonderful stories. And if you're not following the World Cup, uh, and there's some great teams, watch Japan. If yeah. you like football, watch Japan. Yep. Watch Spain. Watch Sweden. Uh, watch Sweden and the U.S. Are they going to be able to recover? That's okay. A big story. So, so, so five a.m. Sunday. Okay. So here's here's a quick five a.m. Eastern. Okay. So in 2015. They, they they figured it out and they went on a run and they won. Yeah, right. Are they going to do the same thing or not? Or do you just have the feeling that they're just quietly whimpering, going to go out and lose something like two nothing to Sweden and that's it? Here's 
my coaching point on that. I think they will be driven uh, to uh, great heights in this match against Sweden. I think they hear the noise. They hear the noise. Oh, we know that. Uh, Carly Lloyd had to retract what she said. (laughs) I don't know how much of a retraction that was. Well, well, I thought about it. I slept on it. And uh, yeah, maybe I overspoke. Yeah, but she <laughs> but she didn't take back anything she said. She yeah, just said that a... she uh, she slept on it. And uh, yeah, I'm curious. I'll I'll find out one day whether the network made her do that or whether she slept on it and she decided she wanted Why to do that. Why would the network make her do that? Because the network doesn't have former national team players that say anything ever, other than maybe Landon Donovan, and you know, Lala says stuff all the time. Yeah, but not a, yeah about the men, but never about the women. He doesn't say anything about the women. Oh, wow. There's a, but I'm talking about former women national team players being critical of their teammates. It doesn't happen because they're all friends and they're afraid of those relationships. Yeah. And Carly is that's but, but that's Carly, part of her though. greatness is right. that she uh, she doesn't care. Uh, uh, but now, so, so how, that, many, how many times did she like curse you out? I didn't get cursed, but we had some battles. Are you sure? We had some battles. Well, every uh, coach you, gets cursed. I was going to say, were you willing no, to no. bet on that? No, every coach, <laughs> every coach gets talked about behind their back. I mean, that that's that. Well, that's yes. what, you know. That's why you know. Um, what was it? I, uh, you know, some of them are upset with Vladko, so you know there's conversations yeah. going on. But they it, they have to make this galvanize the experience. So will they? But will they have the tactical ability? to be in control on their press because the way they started uh, the last match against uh, Portugal that they tied, they were just pressing crazy and they were getting, having some success early on, but it was, it wasn't a calculated press. And I think that's the key to the game. If they can it's, calculate their press and win the ball where they need to win it to get their really athletic forwards into the game, you know, I, I, I see that as being the, the key to the match against Sweden. All right, so let me ask you one more question. I know we keep on saying we wanted to make this 30 minutes and we're close to 40, but I, I can't just, like, oh, let well. this go. Oh, well. Well, we, I got to get home at some point, too. But I, I just can't let this go. So, so here's And I don't. This is what I love about Roberto. He's got to get home. But I don't know. Well, I can just stay here. Exactly. Yeah, you're going to help me break you're, down this equipment. You're, 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 you're no, I, I don't know. <laughs> I have the guys breaking down my equipment. I, yeah, I'm just hoping yeah, that nice. it's all in the right place. All right. So here's the other question. Is Lockwood a good coach for this national team? I'm not certain that he is. And I think part of it, uh, I'm, a li- I'm, I'm very disappointed at how naive the team is tactically. Now, part of that could be player responsibility. Part of that could be the clubs that they come from because that's where you really uh, learn the game. But outside of uh, those two things, I I just think maybe he doesn't have the – I don't know if he's got the room, you know, that is the players and and the – the, the kind of uh, yeah you have to be harsh at times you have to be uh, commanding I don't know if he's got that voice that commanding voice but we're not there so I, I don't know I've had him on the air for uh, two hour long interviews talking about the game talking about all the different aspects of training and uh, I was impressed you know that he he's got this uh, this plan he does they have a plan it just didn't look like it against portugal that was the most disturbing thing uh, what was the plan i didn't see it i uh, don't know what the plan was i just look at the team play and i just like it just doesn't seem that based on the amount of talent that this team yeah. has that he's really getting the most out of them I, and I, he's got to he find a way yeah. he's got to find a way and yes some of them is on the players you know same thing here with new york city right a lot of it's on the players as well but i mean they, they, they've 
just has to be better. And I'm deathly afraid of what's going to happen against Sweden. I've never felt 100% confident with this team for the past couple of years, ever since they bowed out of the Olympics. And uh, yeah, no. I mean, and, you and, and ever in. since then, I just there, there isn't been like some performances that oh look I at know, that they're back on track. No, you haven't. It's true, and and you do read and hear some people say they're not surprised because they haven't seen it, and that's true. But they're also together trying to improve it all the time, and you do that through training, you do that through meetings, you do that through film, you do that with. Uh, there's just so many things that go into it. And uh, it's if I will say that you know obviously it's this is probably uh, doesn't even need to be spoken. But if it doesn't go well against Sweden, then Vlatko uh, you know will no longer have the job. But oh, he's done. uh, You know because uh, they've never and so this is what's amazing. They've never not reached at least the semifinals at the World Cup. I mean, they were almost out of the group stage. If it wasn't for a post, they're they're out of the group stage. I know, crazy stuff, man. But five a.m. on Sunday. Come on, get up. It's coffee, tea, I don't know, whatever you have. Oh, God. That's not that early. 5 a.m. is not that early. Anyway, so I'll be up. So you can get up, Roberto. Uh, or record it and watch it later. Who knows? Nah, you know, I, I, I don't enjoy it the same way. I, I, God, I, I don't know what to think. I, I'm, I'm going to be up. I'm going to watch it. But I'm going to be I'm gonna be really upset if I can, if, if they wind up losing. For, for Not just because they lost, but because I woke up at 5 in the morning and then had to start my day that way. Well, we're going to have uh, something to talk about on our next program. It will be the women's game against Sweden, and number one. Uh, but actually, that'll be not number one because we start the show with NYCFC stuff. Whatever stuff we yeah. can come up with, uh, we know that they're going to be in this break. Our next broadcast, uh, the uh, commentary won't be till August the 20th when they host Minnesota. All right. So that's City Field. Tickets available. City Field. Tickets available. Let's go. Support 11, your boys. By the way, support it, your boys. For the first time, this place said 11,000 people. There were 11,000 people. Yeah, there. it was half full. It was, it was half full. And yeah. uh, they and the, the attendance was 11,007, the official attendance, something okay. like that. So uh, that it was. And it was very loud. And by the way, the New York City supporters. Big, big turnout. Hey, hey. Huge turnout. Well done. Yeah. Huge turnout. Bigger yeah. turnout than the Red Bull supporters. It was really massive uh, in, in the uh, upper tier uh, to the left of us here. And, uh, yeah, we made a point of that, too. So good, good uh, kudos, to the, kudos to the supporters for coming to Jersey, the greatest state well, in the, the re- union. Well, the reason they came to the game. <laughs> oh, the home crazy. of Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, well, that's, uh, that's, that, that's a good reason, but, uh, uh, but that's not it. But the reason they came to the game was because it wasn't a home game. Who does New there York are still have? people. There, the Ramones? Were they New Yorkers? Yes. Okay. So, okay. Uh, the, <laughs> so, God. Really Bruce Springsteen, the Ramones. Uh, hey, guys. Uh, Wonderful uh, to have you with us. This was episode three. We're going to keep doing this twice a week. We'll be on with you, NYCFC Views, uh, and with our Kicking It Around segment. And if you have ideas for us, Kicking It Around, that's stuff outside of NYC, let us know. If you have ideas on the NYC side of the uh, episode uh, that you want us to uh, chat about, please uh, let us know. You know where to find us. We're on Twitter, and, you know, Roberto's got a lot more followers, so what are you going to do? Congratulations, Roberto. That, you're welcome. Nobody, so, nobody pays attention on Twitter or, or X or whatever it is. They, ever since I lost my little blue birdie, they've been ah. like, it's like n- nobody sees anything I do. No, I right. mean, it's just it just goes invisible. For Roberto Abramowitz, I'm Glenn Crooks. Have a good day, everybody. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. 
Follow the Sick Podcast NYCFC views on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.